We are the champions, my friend. We'll keep on fighting till the end. We are the champions. We are the champions. No time for losers, cause we are the champions. Dun 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 of the world. No, 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 no. Where beat the hell out of you, 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 you. That's right. City, our Kansas City Chiefs are the 2019-2020 Super Bowl champions of the world, Craig, of the motherfucking world, Craig. <laughs> Let's get it started. I'm DB1492. Tap, tap, tap. What the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah, baby. Super Bowl 54. You got to fight for your right to Lombardi. Yes, sir. Y'all know the deal, baby. Lee 86. What's up, KC? What's going on, y'all? Still in the world of shock. The Kansas City Chiefs are on top of the football world. After all these many years, all these ups and downs, all these Man. random quarterbacks and everything, coaches, Todd Haley, the Matt Castle debacle, huh, we finally got it done. Pass off That's to the team on a great year. We are now Super Bowl champions. And let's make let's – let's get some more. So I definitely see more coming from this team. We got the job done down in Miami. Hell of a game, hell of a game. I know a lot of y'all was spitting out your Rotel, your vegan sliders, and your uh, ribs, and your burgers, whatever it was that you was eating on yesterday. But uh, like I said, I stayed calm. I didn't hop on the media. I didn't do anything. I just sat because I knew this team had the potential to take over the game, and they did. So let's just get off into it, guys. I mean, like the general talk, like the last few shows, uh, Lee, what did you thought on this game, man? Resiliency, determination, um, drive, all that and more, man. This this Kansas City Chiefs team, man, our our boys, you know, this 2019-2020 campaign, they they've just showed us all year that that they are just resilient. You, you, you know, they just had that determination, man, that, that that drive to to bring that Lombardi home. You know, it's 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 just such a real good feeling, man. I just I just keep celebrating, man. This it just feels so good, man. It, this is just a you know, um from the top with Brett Veach, you know, Clark Hunt, Andy Reid, what they have done with this with this team. This this uh this uh well groomed coaching staff, it's just it's 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 just beautiful to be a part of, man. I'm 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 just so happy for these guys, man. Just starting off, just the resiliency of this team, man. It's just 
monumental. I'm just so happy that they that they pulled together, and you know, through all the peaks and valleys, they stayed together. And there was a lot of peaks and valleys through the season, but um, it it we don't need no introduction to to 2020 Super Bowl 54 champions. That's right. On the hundred year of the game. That's right. Yeah. Beats, uh, give me some of your thoughts on this game before we go into stats and everything. Man, I'm still in shock because, I mean, like yesterday, like right before the game, it really hit me that we're in the fucking Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And then we come out kind of slow. You can tell Pat was kind of nervous, things of that nature. And I was just like, I'm just going to sit here and wait. I know they're going to get things going. Um, and then, I mean, I'm not going to go into all the detail, but as far as that first half, you can tell, like, it's like a normal, you know, average Super Bowl where the two teams are trying to figure each other, figure each other out and things of that nature. And mm-hmm. I called you guys and told you guys, you know, the the second half is going to be, uh, it's going to be an explosion. And then, I mean, it was, uh, shoot, if anything, um, San Fran was just, you know, they jumped out to a 10-point lead, and as far as the offense, we couldn't get anything going. I wouldn't necessarily say it was doubt in my mind that, oh, it's over. It was just like, man, we got to figure something out quick in a hurry because we ain't got enough. I mean, Thomas, it's in the fourth quarter. It's, you know, getting close to the meeting greedy and just for them to just go on a run of 21 unanswered points. I'm just like, that's just crazy to me. I ain't never seen no shit like that. This is probably one of the better Super Bowl games in a long time. It was very mm-hmm. entertaining. Not because it was I our peaks, but it was a hell of an entertaining game. I was glued mm-hmm. to it from start to finish. Yeah, and it went by fast to me. Yeah, it did. It did. And Especially see, first quarter. one thing I was just go kind of slide in there, like like Beach was kind of touching on. Um, it wasn't necessarily the fact that we've never seen this, because um, we clearly seen this um, being down twenty four points the divisional round to the Houston Texans being down 10 points in the championship game to the Tennessee Titans. Um, It's – I agree with you on that, Beats, but it's just one of them things when you say we haven't, you know, never seen nothing like that. I agree. It was that, yeah, we seen a deficit that we faced thus far this season. It was just that the deficit that we were facing so late in the game, in the yeah, that's all. So yeah, that's I mean, yeah, that's what I meant to say. I, I I can clarify that. I'm just talking about that late in the Super Bowl, and then just with six minutes left in the game, though. I like I'm just talking about not necessarily. Um, like our Kansas City Chiefs, I'm just talking about like in a Super Bowl game. Like, I mean, I know that, you know, uh, you know, the Falcons a couple of years ago, they were, you know, they gave, that was one of the biggest, uh, 
blown games, blown leads in the Super Bowl. But I was just talking about just the way that it happened and just so the way it happened so fast. And then for our defense to hold them to zero points in the fourth quarter, I was just like, well, I was yeah. I was just shocked. Yeah, I just like I said, we are in agreement on the same thing. It was just like, damn, a deficit so late into the Super Bowl. It was just like, wow, you know, that's what made it really kind of, you know, um, you know, kind of one of those panicky type of moments, so to speak. Um, never was really panicked, but it was just kind of like, whoa. So it's just, man. They got it done, man. Man, oh, man. Yeah, they got it done. Let me get off into some of the uh, stats before we get into the meat and potatoes of everything. Uh, uh, let me just go with the losing team first. Just to give a uh, – shine a light on what Garoppolo and his team did yesterday because it was some heavy hitters uh, on, they, on that side of the ball yesterday. Uh, Garoppolo went 20 of 31, 219 yards, one TD, two INTs to match Pat's two. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Mozart went for uh, 12 carries, 58 yards, one TD. Now, this kid, Samuel, I was pretty impressed with yesterday. He went for three, nine, uh, three carries, 53 yards. He was probably the player of the game on their side of the ball. Uh, Samuels also had uh, three uh, – I'm sorry, five receptions. But, like I said, we did make uh, Garoppolo throw the ball uh, 20-31. Uh, but on our side, the winning side, Pat, wasn't a pretty game, but we got it done. Pat went for 26-42. Uh, so, yeah, he was throwing the ball out yesterday. Uh, 286 yards, two TDs, two INTs, which is very uncommon for Pat. I was pretty shocked. One of them I couldn't believe he even got. Like, damn, you literally threw it to the linebacker. Uh, D. Will, who I think – I ain't going to get into that yet. But anyway, D. Will, 17 carries, 104 yards, one TD. P. Holmes had 29 yards uh, rushing, one TD. Uh, Hill had 105 yards receiving, no TDs. Our guy, Mr. Playoff uh, Watkins, 98 yards, no TD. Kelsey didn't have a big game, but he had six receptions, 43 yards, one TD, and D. Will was also getting it done and receiving 29 yards, one TD. And we had one sack from Frank Clark on the defensive side. But the guys were flying around that ball. So it may not show in the stat department, but we were able to rattle uh, Garoppolo's uh, cage out there. So let's get off into it, guys. Uh, this game, let's kind of just break it down. Uh, like you guys said, we we were hoping that we wouldn't have got off to that stagnant start, but we did. Uh, Lee, what are some of your thoughts on the first half of this game offensively? And I'll let Beast take the defense. Um, offensively, like I said, um, I felt we came out with a good game plan. Um, it was just – Sometimes in those short yardage situations where it just seemed like, man, you know, um, they kind of where they kind of, you know, were running plays that didn't go beyond 
you know, the sticks to keep the change moving. Right. Um, uh, like I said, man, um, we got, you know, had that 10 to 3 lead. Um, I, like I said, when we had the 7 to 3 lead right after Bashard Breland's interception, and, you know, um, I just I had that feeling. I said we're gonna go in and score a touchdown and go up fourteen to three. And then when they, you know, kind of went stagnant on that drive to just settle for a field goal, it's kind of like damn, you know. So I just I felt like we were, you know, moving the ball at our own will. You know, um, that was another thing. Um, I give credit to um, to to this Chiefs team. You know, like you said, D. Will because. Um, Really, we had we was moving that ball offensively due to Damian Will, you know, uh, you know his heart and his determination. And Watkins, you know, that was real key. You know, kind of went against the narrative there, kind of established that run game early and was kind of cutting them up with that run game. And so it just. Uh, you know, first half, I just – I know we're going to get into the offense some more in the second half, but as far as the first half, I, I think they could have just did a little bit more play design. It was kind of like vanilla, but, you know, it was a 10-10 ball game at the half, and, you know, we kind of had some shortcomings. But as far as that, I think they did pretty good, you know. Um, just should have scored touchdowns instead of field goals. That's my take on the offense as far as the first half. And uh, the uh, beast, what you got on the uh, defense? Because Spags, man, he he coached the hell of a game. Uh, once he figured it out and everything, like you said, everybody was kind of back and forth. But what is your thoughts on some of the key plays in the first half defensively? Um, I I kind of go I kind of go back and forth. It's it's not like they were doing bad because they it was 10-10 at half. So, if anything, it was kind of like a bend but don't break type of mm -hmm. um, defense. It was like they was giving up yards and they were, they was hitting us with the play action and was getting our linebackers to come up because we were over – it seemed like we was trying to sell out for the run and they would just throw it right behind us. Um, mm -hmm. they was I mean, it seemed like they was getting chunk plays. I think they I heard a stat that they were they averaged what six point four yards a carry at least in the run game. Uh, I mean, like you said, Debo Samuel was getting getting out there, and they was using Tevin Coleman and Mozart and uh, check that uh, H back too. Um, mm -hmm. But I believe. Um, I did like that pressure by initially by Chris Jones, even though he didn't finish it. Uh, Mike Pinnell finished it for him and got a little hit on uh, Jimmy, and then uh, Brashad got the interception. You know, the I think that kind of helped. And um, yeah, it, it, they were just playing. I mean, I know Spash was just still trying to figure out what they were doing, but as far as the run game, I, I, I'm gonna be honest, they was kind of eating us up. And, um, but like I said, it wasn't to the point to where it was like they were scoring. It was just, there was just keeping Pat on the sidelines and you, yeah. it just, I guess the dam, the dam never broke, I guess. Um, right. but right. 
But I will say this: um, to, at the end of the half, um, I do I do believe we caught a break with that offensive pass interference. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, to me, I thought it was ticky tack. Uh, they were it was both hand fighting between Kittle and uh, Dirty Dan, and yeah, he did extend his hand, but. Uh, if it was me, I wouldn't have called it. it but the, the we got the lucky break on that one. So it it was a ticky tack play, but the fully extended, you could see that he, he obviously stopped the momentum of Sorison. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just blatant visually. You could see it. So I right. think that's why I called it. And me. It was a good call because I mean, let's just say, you know, as for Chiefs fans. <laughs> If that didn't get overturned, you know. And they might have punched it on in. Yeah, you know. So, yeah, I mean, we need, I think them rep, yesterday I was very surprised with the uh, Zebras officiating of that game. Well, uh-huh. and I'll just throw that in there. When if, if that plate is upheld and stands, um, I'm not going to say they punched that thing in there. Hindsight, I'm just looking at a hindsight 2020. Um, they're all they're like at their 10 yard line, and it's about eight seconds left on the clock. I'm giving the defense, I'm giving the, our defense the, the nod in that situation. I think we hold them to a field goal. If anything, if it was yeah. uphill, I think if anything, it probably would have been three points added on. I don't think the Chiefs give up in the, I don't think the Chiefs yeah. punch it in right before the half at their. 10 or 12-yard line. But, yeah, like you said, uh, Lee, I mean, I, I feel that the defense had enough to, uh, to to get a stop, even if they would have walked away with a field goal. But uh, seeing the, uh, T-Sizzle's interview after the game, that's what he was pretty much saying, kind of like how you guys were saying about the bend and don't break defense. He knew that they knew it coming into this game that they couldn't stop everything, but that as long as we're not giving away – so much was we were able to stop them in pivotal moments and keep the game close. Like you said, they were just running the clock now, keeping Pat on the other end, but they weren't able to capitalize on all that time clock that they used, which worked in our favor. Yeah. But you got anything else on that? Uh, yeah, I was just going to say as far as defensively, uh, like, like you said, T-Sizzle was saying, because that's how uh, the 49ers cup – cut Green Bay up so bad that NFC championship game, it was like every big play after big play, and those big plays were not stopped. They went for touchdowns and just home runs, you know, as far, you know, yeah, we, you know, some stuff spilled out and leaked out, but with good, sure tackling by uh, Honey Badger and um, um, Kendall Fuller and, and those guys, it, it really – stopped the bleeding pretty fast once stuff did leak out. Yeah, man, it was a hell of a game yesterday. Hell is and very scrappy. I love the fight out of our team yesterday. I love the fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go on into the second half. I'll start with you, uh, uh, Beats, on the offense. Uh, how do you feel about – well, maybe I'll just do – but everybody can just chime in. Fuck, you know, we can just talk, man. Uh but I'll go ahead and start with you, kind of beats, because I got leads last on the offense. But uh, what's your thoughts on the second half offense? Uh, I mean, shoot, we couldn't get nothing in that third quarter. We couldn't get nothing rolling. I mean, 
offensive line. I mean, I know I was hitting y'all up in the chat. Y'all wasn't hitting me back, but I was going off. I was like, man, Tardif, uh, Ryder, Fisher. Uh, fucking Eric. Fisher was getting his ass handed to him. I was like, God, leave. <laughs> it's man, like, I like I like, said with uh, Eric Fisher, it's like when he get to the top tier elite defensive players, they just fucking dog walk his ass out there. Yeah, yeah. But- what I noticed with Fish, he was just having a real time, since, you know, being an anchor against the bull rush that Bosa kept putting on him. It's not like Bosa was really hitting him with a variety of, Ooh. you know, combination of moves. He was yeah. just struggling with his footing against the bull rush. He wasn't quick enough. Right. Yeah. It seemed like every time Pat dropped back, I mean – 72 and Bosa was in his right in his lap. Just like, damn. Um, and he was just running for his life. Um, I didn't, in my opinion, I didn't like the play calling in the second, in that third quarter. Um, they were kind of playing, um, you know, like a cover four or that cover three press bell with the shell underneath. And I thought that we were playing it. To me, it seemed like it seemed like we were it seemed like we were just taking what they were giving what they were giving us and not trying to press the issue. It seemed like we were worried about their defensive line getting pressure on Pat, and we weren't we wasn't. I mean, it was everything was short. They they wasn't opening things up in my opinion as far as on the in the third quarter, and then um, Pat throwing the two picks. Um, like you said, uh, Cal, well, he threw it straight to the linebacker. I don't know what the fuck he was looking at. Mm-hmm. I don't know if his accuracy was off or he was going to try to throw it a little bit more um, towards the hash and not towards the numbers. Shit, or I don't I don't know, but it seemed like he just threw it right to his ass. Right I was like, yeah. what was he looking at? Yeah. And then the second one, it um, – Seemed like an accurate, uh, accuracy issue again where he threw it behind Tyreek and Tyreek tipped it and then they just got it. And I was just like, man, this is okay. Um, well, got to figure something out. And then to me, um, there was a, like I said, he was getting pressure in his face and he made a couple runs. And then, like I said, on that, what was that? I believe it's like a, around the eight. 820-something mark, somewhere in there. It was that third and 15. He threw that bomb to uh, Tyreek Hill, and it seemed like it was, it was kind of like a um, like a three-point shooter um, that's been struggling all game. But once he see one go in, um, it was over from there. It, it, was, it, was, it was game on from that point. And uh, I think play – I think um, you can see uh, the 49ers defense – tighten up a little bit. Um, and then the play calling came through. They got the the little rollout to Kelsey. And then once you once once it was 17 uh 20, I knew we was back in the ball game then. It was just about our defense making a stop because I knew from there the offense was gonna roll. And which we did. And then, you know, as far as uh Sammy Watkins putting a little move on Sherman's slow ass and getting behind him. And Sammy had a good had a good day uh, yesterday as well, um, and then you know D. Will getting that um, that flat catch 
and then having the awareness to uh, put the ball over the pile line. I have a question though on that. Did you guys think that it uh, that it broke the plane? Because I sure did. Is it to me? It's it's to me. His foot hit the uh, out of bounds, and the ball broke the plane at the same time. Yeah, it. I agree. Hit the ball. The point of the ball was already, you know, had already punched his way into the chalk. And that's touchdown, baby. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of those kind of plays where it was kind of inconclusive. Like you said, it, it, they both met at the same time. So I'm in the both – I'm in the with both of y'all now. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, man, like you're saying about this offense, um, I know I got on it on the first half, but second half, it's just like um, I kept saying it all day, man. I kept telling my pops and, and you know, and his buddy. I kept saying, man, Pat, they need to draw up something where he's pushing, he's pumping this ball down the rail. It wasn't enough of that. Um, it's just like Beats was saying, once he completed the third and 15 to reek, it's just like it got him going. Um, he started, you know, um, right after that completion to Tyreek Hill. See, right before that, he had pushed the ball down the rail. And Shanahan had threw the challenge flag, in which was overturned. It was incomplete. Mm-hmm. So, they, you know, that second half, I don't know what it was, but the play calling um, – it's just like my dad was saying yesterday. He don't know if Eric the enemy was calling the plays in the first half and vice versa. But, but man, uh, long story short, um, Pat started pushing that thing down the rail. It was just like a revelation for me because I kept saying, put the pressure on Richard Sherman's old ass on the backside. He's, it was a lot of times where he did not have any safety help over the top. And I felt our speed and our athleticism with our receivers was going to win out. It's like we were not putting the pressure on their back end. But, oh, man, it was a thing of beauty. Um, once once Mahomes started pushing that thing down the rail, I, it, 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 it was just a thing of beauty on the pass interference call that set us up for Travis Kelsey's catch, you know, touchdown catch. Pushed it down the rail. Forced their secondary to have to locate the ball and really play defense. The dude all in Kelsey's face, face guard. Pat seen that. Threw it up, interesting, you know, um, pass interference call set us up with this eye to one. So, mm-hmm. second half, they started just pushing it down the rail. But, you know, I've been saying this whole season, man. My dad um, told me that yesterday after this game. He said, man, that's one thing you've been saying, man. I never heard you heard you really get down on me walking. And, uh, like I said, man, Sammy Watkins showed me week one of this season, man. Um, that he that he hit, he still has a lot left in the tank, man. I know he said leading up to this game, if we win it, he may take a year off to contemplate. And he was op- also he said he was open to restructure his contract, but man, it's a it's a revelation when Sammy Watkins is on and going. This team, this offense is on and going. Sammy Watkins is a critical part to this team. Those catches that he made yesterday, man, was really, really key. 
man, Sammy Watkins, man, all the credit, dude. You know, I know people wouldn't go look at you for MVP of this game, but SWAT, man, you showed up, dude. You showed up and you showed that you still have a lot left in those legs. And that veteranism just showed up, man. It just showed up. I just – I just, I just like the Sammy Watkins had a game like that yesterday, man. It, 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 it was just so big. But offensively, I just felt that they Pat got that one good three pointer, like Beat said. Oh yeah, and it was game time. After that, they started pushing that thing down the rail. It was, a, it was a thing of beauty. Man, what I didn't understand was them uh, attacking Richard Sermon more in that game either, because he was lining up on the island. Mm-hmm. With our feature, so I didn't understand that either. Right. Uh, yesterday, and they the announcers kept alluding to it too. Like, we got Richard Sherman one on one, such and such. Like, why <laughs> aren't we burning this dude? I just don't understand. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. They like, well, let's not expose this nigga too much. But he got exposed with the with the Sammy Watkins uh, quick little move on him. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I didn't understand why they didn't go back to that. I just didn't understand that. Do y'all think – I have a question. Do y'all really think that they were so caught up? Because like I alluded to earlier, in the first half, the, the run game was working and working efficiently. So my question is, do y'all – watching the game, do you think that Andy Reid got caught up with trying to establish the run game so much – he kind of was, you know, vanilla with the passing game, so to speak. No, I think he. I think, in in my opinion, I think Andy Reid and the coaching staff was worried about our offensive line protecting Pat against that defensive line. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because and uh, and uh, before I go back uh, to you, Lee, because uh, I remember you had a uh, beat call. And he was talking about the uh, offense in the first half. And I believe, uh, like you said, they was worried about the press and all that. But Andy was trying to change it up and be a little different. I know it's like, damn, we ain't ran the ball this much all year. Mm-hmm. So let's catch their ass off guard. Let's run the ball in this first half, you know, a couple of little quick plays, throwing plays and things like that. But let's focus on running the ball in this first half. And we'll come out slinging in that second half, which they pretty much did. Because mm-hmm. a lot of his attempts was in that. Yeah, because the running game was working, you know. Um, Like I said, Damian Williams was cutting them up, you know, getting some good yardage on the ground. So, but um, what was I getting at? Um, As far as, you know, just offensively, they – oh, man, it was just like what I noticed really – what it was like, like I said, they were worried about the pass rush. What it really was watching this game and depicting it, Travis Kelsey had to stay down and had to block a lot mm-hmm. to help mm-hmm. out. And he was not running regular vertical routes how he usually does down the field. And that was a big key. And I said, damn it, if they really have to keep Kelsey in because Fish. Is you know not winning, 
that's big because that takes away his big play ability down the field. So offensively, that's what I'm saying. It really, what it really was, you know, why the stagnation was there is because Travis Kelsey was taken out of the game. Travis Kelsey for uh, most part of that game was, was a blocking Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Because didn't Kelsey have a good block on both at one point in that game? I can't really uh, remember, but I remember uh, now going back how he's saying uh, he was in a lot of pass protection yeah. due to the fact that Fritchie was getting beat. And I, I remember at one point in that game he had got a good block on uh, both of the help for some positive yardage in the uh, pass play. He did. It was like yeah. – um, it was a couple of them, actually. It was mm-hmm. one where he, you know, kind of, you know, bored him into the ground. And D. Will kind of ran behind him, and there was another one where he was kind of like spinning in on the inside of uh, Fisher, and he was about to get real good pressure on Pat. And Kelsey was right there to, you know, kind of chip him and knock him down to take away mm-hmm. that pressure. So, yeah, he did a good job in pass catch, and that's why this question I'm going to ask beats here soon. <laughs> but he did good. He did good in the, in the run blocking. Nope. What was the question? Oh, the question. Yeah, see, the question to you, Beats, after this game, do you still consider Kittle the best tight end in the NFL? You said, hmm. hmm. It's, to me, they didn't even use his ass. I mean, they got him on a couple of them. I mean, Jimmy G... Uh, if you want to flip it on that side, uh, he was very inaccurate. He, I mean, to me, the they didn't even, they didn't use him like I they didn't use him like I thought they should have. Or I mean, he was throwing a bunch of wounded ducks out there too, buddy. Yeah, and see, uh, Jimmy G or Jimmy G, yeah, yeah, Jimmy yeah. G. My thing, my thing is this: last night's show and last night. The revelation of it is number 87 for the Kansas City Chiefs, Travis Kelsey, is and will remain the best tight end in this league until his until his expiration date, stepping on this playing field. The man showed he's a good blocker when he had times to run routes and use his playmaking ability. He made plays. Number two, he caught a touchdown in this game. That was really big. Kittle didn't get in the paint. Kelsey did. But that's what separates the two. Kittle is not as – he Kittle is a real good blocker. Don't get me wrong. But Travis Kelsey, that is the quiet strength and the silent killer of his game is his blocking ability because a lot of times he was able to clean that shit up where Eric Fisher was getting his ass handed to him. So, in my opinion, Kelsey, he's a champion. Kittle was not. Kelsey got in the paint, like I said, in the Super Bowl. Kelsey's the best tight end. I guess we have to agree to disagree. I mean, to me, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, to me, I, to me, I just like the more physical player. Um, 
And to me, um, that was due to Kittle's quarterback and their play calling. I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what Shanahan was doing. But um, in my opinion, I mean, I will go with Kittle just because uh, one. I just like the physicality of the player. And then two, just in open space, he falls forward. Kelsey likes the finesse. And then, and then that pissed me off on one of them damn yeah. plays. Where yeah. All you have to do is fall forward. He trying to juke and he goes back. And now it's, it's third and one. It's like, bro, yeah. just fall forward. It ain't it ain't uh Kelsey. It's all our fucking raw receivers. Mm, they all do that crap. They all do that shit. All of them. And I guess they just do think that, 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 that since they're speedsters, they can make these cuts. But just fall forward. Uh, damn, Tyreek, why you got to bounce back and all that? Just fall forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, me and is starting to learn, doing that same shit too. Mm-hmm. And see, it's another thing. I, I I agree. I'm glad Beach brought that up because we started liking it to Kelsey's ass on that. Like, Dude, you sit up here and try to backstep and, and, and embarrass the defender. Man, right forward, bro. Pick up the damn first down. So I didn't like that that instant that particular part <coughs> involving Kelsey yesterday. Dude, Ford, you're a big body. Boy, they bulldoze them damn cornerbacks over. Yeah, man. Uh, and like with his boy Kittle, man, like he said, he is scrappy. And you know, the catches that he did have, they were scrappy. Uh, but Kelsey, man, he just reminds me of uh, TG. You know, he's a he's he's getting up there to that level, man. Uh, if we can, you know, maybe as time goes on, you know, as when his speed starts to kind of deteriorate, he'll stop with all that that cutback stuff and just fall forward, you know. But Kelsey is the top tier. To me, he is number one in the league. Tight end wise. For sure. But uh he, like he is like T D in a way. I like that comparison, but the difference with Travis Kelsey and T G I I think I may have said T D at first, but nah, excuse me, T G. Um Kelsey Look, the things that separate him from TG is that he's a little bit more swifter in his round, and he runs a little swifter, you know, after with the yak. So TG was more of a cut you up, stand in space, and you know, mm-hmm. run after the catch. But Kelsey, Kelsey can move once he catch that ball. And not to uh, not to go off top target. Y'all remember uh, what was his name? Uh, Tony Moyaki. Uh-huh. Yeah, what about him? I was just, you know, because we was all – because this is before Kelsey. We were saying this guy was next up at one point, you know what I'm saying, because he reminded us of uh, Tony Gonzalez so much. And he just felt like – I was just wondering, like, what the hell ever, ever happened to him? Because did he go to Seattle? Something like that. Somewhere. But for some yeah, reason, he just popped in my head. He did go to Seattle after he left the Chiefs, but his demise with the Chiefs, man, was injuries. He he was considered a real good tight end coming out of the University of Iowa, but uh, Tony Moyaki, you know, that was those uh, Todd Haley days mm-hmm. and, and, and stuff like that. When Todd Haley came in, you know, bringing in Steve Breston and, and you know, uh, Dwayne Bowe was leading the charge, but 
that's what killed him. He had some potential. He just couldn't stay injury-free and stay on the field. Yeah, I just, for some reason, he just popped in my mind, man. But uh, back to our Super Bowl Chiefs, man. Like I said, uh, the offense, man, I just didn't understand why they didn't cut up Sherman more yesterday. Going back to that, I just didn't understand that. And I understand, like, we, we could have had some quick plays, one, two-step drops, get it out by its hand. You know, we got that potential and the speed on the receiving side to do that. I just didn't understand that yesterday. And Exactly. And another thing, the reason why I started working when, when they were going at him late in the game, if y'all noticed, the Chiefs had went – the offense had went to a no huddle. And mm-hmm. so – Good point, good point. Mm-hmm. Huh? I said, good point. They mm-hmm. did. They did go to a no huddle, and then, yep. Yeah. So, and, and, and that shit really started gassing Richard Sherman, because, like you uh, spoke on on the on the uh, very polished and swift route where SWAT ran, where he hit him with the hit him with the uh, jab step right at the line of scrimmage and got that inside leverage that came mm-hmm. off of a no huddle and Richard Sherman did not expect such a such a rail uh, you know he didn't expect Pat to pump it down the rail like that in that situation and that was a very key thing that I a, a very uh, good turning point that I noticed in that game is when Pat and these boys started to go no huddle these dudes was, was asking for air out there yeah, you're right, because that, that pass rush starts slowing down, too, mm-hmm. and them linebackers starts – everybody on that defense starts slowing down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good point, good point. That was another point. Probably should have went to that shit earlier. Shit. <laughs> it's, just, it's just so much to break down. It's just like Cal was saying, man. It's just I, I just did not understand it. Like <laughs> – there's no way them sec. There's no way them dudes in their secondary can keep up with Tyreek Hill, Miko Hardman. Um, you know stuff like that. It, mm-hmm. I agree. They should have went to that shit earlier. And, should, and just to be honest, they should take that into next year and yep. realize that hey, we are a fast break type of offense. Okay, like the Golden State Warriors. You know. Right. Um, they they run up all they run up and down their court all day long and really just gash you. So that that's a key thing that they need to take into the offseason for next year mm-hmm. offensively. Start using that no huddle approach a lot more. Mm-hmm. And you know what's funny uh, that you said that uh, when they were asking Pat and Andy during the uh, interview after the game. Who idea was it to go to the no uh, huddle offense, and who was calling the plays? Was it Pat or Andy? They never said. <laughs> you, know, you know, you know, Beats always talks about this. Mm-hmm. Um, how Andy should kind of give the rings to Pat, and I've seen that, Cal. What you're talking about, and. I really feel deep down in my heart, y'all, that that's Pat. That, that got Pat all over it. I mean, the the killer instinct in Pat, um, throwing two picks, he really hadn't got started. I, 
that's why they didn't answer it, man. I think Andy said, mm-hmm. you know what, kid, bring it home. It's yeah. I'm I'm clearly not I'm clearly not uh calling what needs to be, you know, um executed on this field in this Super Bowl. Go to your drawing board, kid. What you got? And this boy brought home the Lombardi after 50 years to Kansas City. That that's Pat written all over it, Cal. That's why they that's why yeah. they didn't say nothing. I believe wholeheartedly Pat said, give me the keys to this. You know what? I just mm-hmm. want to throw this in there right quick. That may, that's a good point because that just brought me back to something when I watched that college tape. Texas Tech never huddled up. Yeah. They always ran a no huddle. And he right. just threw out signals to his wide receivers. Right. That's a good point. You're right. They should do they should do that going forward. Mm-hmm. And with them doing and with them going to the no huddle offense, this makes Pat even more dangerous. Right. Right. That, that's what's gonna take him to that that Manning level. Mm-hmm. Cause that's how many used to chop us up all the time. No yeah, I remember Peyton Manning was so notorious for that shit. He hurry, mm-hmm. he hurry up and get the offensive line into the line and snap the motherfucking ball while you trying to substitute a man in and out the game. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He's gonna get a five yard penalty and keep it and, and keep on matriculating down the field. Man, Peyton was notorious for that shit, man. That's I, I just wanted to throw that out there, man. That's something to keep our eyes on going forward because we clearly seen that this won us a Super Bowl and it just had the 49ers offense off balance. No huddle offense, short and sweet. Man, it's so much that we can deciphering this game, man. It's like, man, like, can we all get it out in one damn show? <laughs> like, they do it too poor. I'm going to just put this out there. Y'all may not agree. Y'all may not agree with me with this, but the Chiefs better do everything they can to bring Sammy Watkins back. I'm just, Sammy Watkins needs to be back, and Chris Jones needs to be bro, back. Exactly. Chris Jones, that's another thing. Just, I'm, just, I, I, I'm not going to spend too much time on him. Stone Cold, you better do what you you better do what you got to do to get on the same pages with Stone Cold, okay? Because Chris Jones, that man had three deflections at the line of scrimmage, pressure after pressure was a force and a he he made himself known in that run game yesterday. In obvious passion situations, he got that pressure up the middle. Like I said, those three three deflections. In a Super Bowl, y'all better pay him and Sammy Watkins. Those two dudes, man, Sammy Watkins and Chris Jones, y'all better do everything y'all can to bring them back. For sure, man. For sure, man. He definitely needs to be back. I'll be highly upset if the Chiefs don't resign Chris Jones. I'll be very pissed off. He's going to be upset. <laughs> You don't think they're gonna resign him, bro? Mm-mm. A lot of people, a lot there, the tag, then trade. So, so that means essentially tagging him. He plays one more year with us, then we trade him away. 
That's silly to me, bro. Now, it really is. He's young. He's young, bro. I mean, he ain't long in the tooth out there. That just don't make sense to make an investment into an anchor of your defense, bro. Your defensive front. He's proven he can get it done. That is just so silly to throw that away. And you, and he was telling Mark Donovan as they were sitting up there hoisting the Lombardi and, you know, celebrating. You could see him, you know, kind of telling Mark Donovan something like, hey, let's get on the same page. We can keep doing this for multiple years. And I don't think he's looking to break the bank, but his performance in that Super Bowl yesterday. He, need, man. he needs to be paid. And I ain't saying, like, yeah, break the bank on him either, but – for quarterbacks to be getting this, this is this is what is going to have to happen within the NFL. For quarterbacks to be getting three hundred million dollar contracts, and the, the people that's out here literally taking blows and giving blows should be played at their proper figure as well. Chris Jones is an elite defensive player in this game today. Yeah, pay your players as their productivity shows on the field. Pay your backs. Stop, stop, stop pouring out your backs and not wanting to pay them out. Let's let's use them up. And you know, let's 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 take care of our players, man. This goes back to the healthcare stuff. Take care of these people. It's enough money to go around. And two uh, there's a there's a salary cap. You're gonna have to somebody's gonna have to walk the somebody plane. gonna have to go, but yeah. you shouldn't have to go. I'm going to just throw this out there. Two more guys, Mike Pinnell and Damian Wilson. Those dudes better be on the roster as well. Damian Wilson, he's a thumper. He reminds me of a young man. It was a play, Damian Wilson, where a, a guard came down and chop blocked him. He hits the he ground, got back up, and still mm. makes the tackle. Man, number 54, Damian Wilson, man, he he is a Derek Johnson 2.0, man. I seen some flashes in that kid yesterday. Man, ah, him and Mike Pinnell, they better be on this roster too. And, and, and another thing, man, I think what we're going to do is, because we ain't, we ain't really finishing uh, talking about this game. There's other stuff I want to talk to, talk about. So uh, I'm not going to – I'm just going to uh, kind of end it on this note. And uh, we'll pick up tomorrow on some other things that we want to kind of talk about. Because this, this, this to me, this isn't enough uh, to really break down and decipher what else we want to say on this Chiefs situation. You guys kind of agree on that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Just yeah. make it like a part two series. Uh, yeah. World championship segment, baby. Part two. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll put this out just so we can have something floating. But we're going to pick it back up tomorrow and kind of break down into it because I'm kind of running out of time. Uh, but, uh, yeah, what we'll do is uh, I'll put this out and we'll kind of pick it back up tomorrow on the other ends because we need to talk about the Super Bowl halftime or we're going to kind of talk about off the free agency uh, uh, moves that we need to make since we kind of went to that. So we'll just uh, push on that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. But for our Super Bowl champs, we are finally here. Uh, I believe with this team and some of the key pieces that we need to make sure that we keep, that we could be there 
many years down the line. But we also got to get Pat signed up. So it's so much stuff that we got to do. But I ain't gonna mm-hmm. keep talking because we can we can go back on that on part two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with that being said, uh, this is another episode, Super Bowl edition, episode part one. Uh, I'm Cowboy. If you're looking for me, you can find me on uh, Facebook, Instagram as Calvia Beats. If you're looking for you, where can they find you, buddy? D Beats one four ninety two. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Holla at me if they're checking for you. Uh, Lee, where can they? Uh, where can they find you? Yeah, y'all can find me on Facebook at Radham Jones, Lee 86. Y'all know. Um, part one, like Cal was saying, part one of the Super Bowl edition, Sports Talk KC, baby. Be back um, for more details and everything and more breakdowns of this game coming to you. Yeah, because I just believe we 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 owe it to our team and really and our and our fans that looking to really break this shit down. So oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, yeah. We'll be back with a part two tomorrow, Bay E. But uh, we out of here. And let's enjoy this parade Wednesday. For, you, for the people that's going to be out there, be safe. And we'll be back with a part two. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And, and that's, a, and that's another thing just before we end. I just want to give credit. It was a double victory yesterday with the Kansas City Chiefs bringing home this uh, – Super Bowl 54 Lombardi Trophy. It was a double victory in my eyes because the city did not have no homicides and there was not no major, you know, um, altercations or nothing reported by the right. by the police department. So kudos to the city. We came together, celebrated as one, loved each other, cried with each other, and, and, and just cel- and just celebrated the accomplishment by our Kansas City Chiefs. So just good job by the city as a whole. No one got hurt or anything. We didn't tear up our city. We just rejoiced. Chiefs, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Champions of the world, Craig. <laughs> Chiefs. <laughs> And the home of the Chiefs.